Today on the show, I chat to Canadian Sean Shuchuk, who's been inspiring audiences for over 12 years. And he explains how he caught past the limiting belief of overcoming what he thought was his lot in life. So please enjoy. Well, hi, I'm Natalie Ledwell, and this is The Inspiration Show. And today I have my special guest is Sean Shuchuk. How are you, Sean? I'm fantastic. How are you, Natalie? I'm absolutely fantastic on this beautiful, lovely, sunny day. <laughs> um, now, you're coming to us from Canada. Where in Canada are you? I'm coming to you from the very, uh, well, probably cool compared to where Calgary, Alberta. Yep. <laughs> western part of the country. And uh, from time to time, I do wish I was maybe south somewhere, but nonetheless, it's actually a beautiful day. Lovely. Excellent. Um, so what I want to do is, uh, with our interview today, is maybe start with your background. You know, what, what is your story and where are you from? Interestingly enough, I, um, if we go back about 15 years, and, I, and this may sound interesting, I, I was probably making about $15,000 a year. I was uh, just coming out of bankruptcy. And I, I guess, felt sorry for myself and made a decision that I was going to make a change. Within one year, um, I was able to turn that around and actually start making a six-figure salary. Interesting, interesting point. A lot of people, and I work with people all over the world, and I've been fortunate and blessed in that regard, and I hear the same sort of thing from people. They tell me, Sean, I just can't do it. When I ask why, they say, I don't know how. And I think that perhaps I was stuck there for some time as well in a a really wise man once said to me, and I was doing some work with him, he said, Sean, if you live in the past, your past will become your future. And at the time, of course, I might think, what do you know about me? The reality is he was right, and about a year and a half later, it kind of came across and hit me like a two-by-four, and went, I went, hey, you know what, he was actually right, he had a point. Uh, so I come from a background where, yes, I come from hard work, but not really realizing that there was potential that I could achieve more, that there really was no limit to what I could achieve. Right. So, um, so you're obviously following your passion at the moment. Like, what, what are you doing right now? Uh, I'm fortunate and blessed that I get up every morning and, and I get to do exactly what I want to do. And that's, I work with phenomenal people all over the world. And I show them how to achieve what it is they want in their life, their lives or their businesses. And it really doesn't matter if, if you're running a Fortune 500 company or you're a single person operating your own company or it's in your own personal life or maybe even in relationships or marriage. What we think about uh, is going to have a dramatic impact. The conversations we have verbally or internally have a dramatic impact on the results we achieve in our lives. And I think based on some of the paradigms or unsolicited gifts from parents and educators as we grow up, we don't always realize um, that our decisions are at the time, it's not our own, and mm. based on some of those paradigms, and therefore the results we, we achieve, um, or maybe don't achieve, in the case may be, um, are based on some of those preconditioned uh, ideals. Mm, absolutely. So clearly you're following your passion, but when did you realize that this is what you passionately wanted to do? <laughs> about, uh, I've, I've been working with people and individuals and, and companies for a number of years, about 10 years, 12 years ago, it's a, that's an interesting question, by the way, because it, it was an epiphany, and I was sitting down, I was chatting with a good friend of mine, and they had asked me a similar question. And it wasn't until they asked me that question, I guess you have to be ready at a certain time in your life, 
and I realized that I wanted to refocus my entire uh, efforts behind working with individuals, working with companies, helping them succeed, understanding that there was the ability to do that. Right, okay. So it was 12 years, I guess. Wow. So you've been doing this for 12 years? I have. Wow. And so, how, do you know, have you got a ballpark of how many people you've been able to help? I have been fortunate and blessed in that I've worked with, I think it's somewhere close to 6,000 people now. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so um, if someone out there who's watching this video is trying to, to identify what their passion is, you know, what advice do you have for them to be able to identify what, what it is for them? It's an interesting question because so often we're so focused on what we don't want that we have no idea what we do want. We're blinded by what we don't want. Mm -hmm. And when I speak to people uh, from stage or one-on-one, -on -one, whether it's on Skype or on the phone or in person, and I ask the question, what do you really want? A lot of the time I get the, uh, the answer, and the answer is what they don't want. I don't want to go broke, mm -hmm. I don't want to go bankrupt, et cetera, et cetera. But the reality is they don't have the answer to the flip side of the question of what they do really want. And I think before we do that, we've got to nail down, we have to have a destination or a goal. If you picture us as a human being or us as people uh, uh, without a goal or a destination, just like a boat in a body of water, we're just going to go in circles mm. if we don't know where we're going. So once we have a destination, we know what we want, it's much simpler to narrow, narrow down what our passion is, what do we really want to pursue, what, what do we want to do with our lives. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Yeah. I, a, good, a good friend of mine, Bob Proctor, said that, this isn't a test drive, it's a real thing, mm. right? We only get so many of, of, those, of those moments. Yeah, absolutely. Now, um, I've got a question that's kind of a little bit personal because I want to know if you had any limiting beliefs that came up for you on your journey and how you overcame them. <laughs> no question, I had limiting beliefs. I, I was raised in, a, in a, an environment, um, God bless my parents, but my dad was a workaholic and he was a firm believer that if you worked hard, you, uh, you did a little better. Um, and my grandfather was that way, my brother's that way, and I was raised that way. And I guess sort of the idea that we were limited, this was our lot in life, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And when someone says to me, you can do this, and I, the, the first thing that came to mind is that that's not who I am. How can I do that? So I think there, is, there, there definitely was limiting beliefs. And once I understood that there was no limit, and how did I get past that? Again, if you start to focus on what you want, and when I work with people and we talk about goal setting, one of the interesting things is, um, and, and I, I relate it back to money because we all understand the dollar. And it's not necessarily all about money, but we understand the dollar. So if we say, what's your goal when it comes to finances, people say, oh, I want to be wealthy. And it needs to be a little bit more specific than mm. that. You need to actually have an idea of what does that mean. So if we set $100,000, what stops you from making Two hundred, three hundred, four hundred, five hundred, or more a year, and the reality is, there's nothing except for our our own barriers or or paradigm. Yeah. Uh, I, many years ago, I met for breakfast when I referenced Bob Proctor earlier, and uh, the, one of the first questions he asked me, I don't met him once or twice before. He said, "What's the most money you've ever made in your shop?" I looked at him and I said, "Why would I tell you that?" He goes, "I don't care. I guarantee you, I've made more than you." <laughs> And I said, you're probably right. And he said, it tells me what you, where you're at, what you value yourself at. And it made sense because we don't think of it in that way, unfortunately. Mm, absolutely. Now, uh, one of the most common questions I get asked all the time is, uh, you know, for people that are procrastinating, like, how, do you have any advice for people that are in that situation where they're procrastinating about what they need to be doing next? Absolutely. And we come across it all the time. When I work with people, one of the biggest things that 
interestingly enough, that comes up is people say, well, how do I move forward? How do I take that step? Um, how, do I, how do I actually move in the direction I want to go? We focus so much on what we don't want, and I believe procrastination is one of those things. And I did a search. Um, I recently did a, created a, a coaching program that's called The Power of A, Strategic Accountability. And when I, when I was doing the research for that, I started looking at the procrastination side. There is a ton of material on procrastination. But in my opinion, the polar opposite of procrastination is accountability. It's actually taking those steps in that action. Mm. So instead of focusing on procrastination, instead of focusing on fixing that, uh, let's focus on the accountability, what steps we need to take to move ahead. And once we figure that out, if we're, it, it needs to be a productive move. If every move we make is productive and moving us in the direction of our goal, it's going to happen. Are we going to have days where we plateau from time to time? Yeah, I believe it's a cycle of might. Yeah. However, that doesn't mean you stay there forever. Either you're moving upward and you're making progress or you're going the opposite direction. And I frankly just want to know what's in the opposite direction. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Now, I have, a, I have a hypothetical question for you. Uh, a genie has just appeared in front of you. And he's granting you one wish. And that wish is to have an intimate dinner with one guest. It can be anyone from past or present. Who do you choose and why? You know, I, 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 I'm such a believer in the fact that we, can, we have the ability to do virtually anything we want to do. And one of the godfathers of understanding how the mind works is Napoleon Hill. And I thought about this question mm -hmm. before when I was asked this. I would love the opportunity to sit down across the table from Napoleon Hill, the author of the book, Clinton Rich, and... and uh, numerous other other publications, magazines over the years when he was alive, and be able to have a conversation with him and, and actually pick his brain and actually get some of that the, the tidbits of information, not just from him but even from the the, the folks that he masterminded with, like Ford and Carnegie and these. Mm. Amazing people. That's an awesome answer. I had some very interesting answers to that question. That, but you're the first person to say Napoleon Hill. I'm thinking, oh, I didn't think of him. Of course. <laughs> Um, so, Sean, thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, a, a fantastic answers to my questions. Now, if people want to find out more about you, where can we send them? Uh, website is www.changeyourresults.com. www.changeyourresults.com. That's fantastic. And if you click on the banner to the side there, you can actually go through straight to Sean's site from, from there. So thanks again for joining me, Sean. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Excellent. Now, guys, I encourage you to share this video and the information in it by clicking the Facebook and the Twitter share buttons above. And if you haven't done so already, make sure that you put your email in the box above there because we'll send you six pre-made My Movies and we'll keep you up to date with all of the upcoming shows. So until next time, remember to live large, choose courageously, and love without limits. We'll see you soon.